0: Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hello and welcome to Excellence Expected. As ever, my name is Mark Asquith. Thank you for joining me this week. This week, guys, I have a real, real fine guest on board, someone with infectious enthusiasm, and that is just from the pre-warm-up chat. This week, we're going to be talking about how podcasting has benefited my guest's business and how accidentally she got into podcasting, but how that's how that's managed to help and enhance everything that she does around her business. And it's something that I know for a lot of guys out there, when I speak to people about Excellence Expected, they do inquire about podcasting and actually what are the benefits. So this week, that's exactly what we are going to talk about. With me this week is Pam Forrester. Welcome, Pam.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get to talk about this. It's not, you know, we do a podcast, but I don't get to really talk off the cuff like this about the business and podcasting. So I'm
0: really excited to do it. It's a really interesting thing. It's a little, uh, from my perspective, it's fantastic to interview another podcaster and someone who does it because, frankly, they enjoy it. It's uh, it's just really interesting to see how there are so many people doing it now, aren't there?
1: Yeah, it is. It's a great way to share your passion, I think, with everyone. So,
0: I agree. I agree, definitely. And we'll, I'm sure we'll get to this, but it's not actually too much of a time burden either, is it?
1: No, it's just, it's really just like talking with friends, you know, you get to spend time talking with someone and that's what I love about it. You don't really have to spend hours and hours preparing or <laughs> rehearsing or anything. So
0: It's a phone call with the rest of the world.
1: There you go. I like
0: that. <laughs> let's write that down. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I love it. So Pam, tell everyone who's listening about your business and actually about your podcast as well. Let's Let's talk about that for a moment. Where did you start and what do you do?
1: So, I own a business called The Magic for Less Travel, and we are um, a travel agency um, located in the U.S. that focuses mainly on Disney travel. That's where we started back in 2002, Um, and uh, we've been doing it all these years and and just really enjoy it, and um, at one point, um, I started being a co-host on a podcast called the Be Our Guest podcast, which incidentally was Disney focused as well. So I really get to, you know, eat and breathe and drink Disney all the time.
0: (laughs) You must be the happiest person around.
1: (laughs) Well, most of the time I will say that's very, very true. (laughs)
0: That's fantastic. So you actually do. You get to live it. You get to work it. You get to breathe mm-hmm. it. Then. And how did the podcast come about? How did it? Um, I guess how did it manifest itself in terms of the business?
1: So um, uh, my co-host, uh, the main host for our show, Mike Ralman, started a podcast called the BR Guest Podcast, and. Um, Part of the shows are that he interviews people who have just returned possibly from a Disney vacation, kind of share their trip reports, um, share information that they learn. One of the guests who had booked with our travel agency was on the podcast and kind of gave a glowing review of our travel agency um, I had heard the podcast and reached out to Mike and thanked him so much for letting our guest <laughs> embarrassingly compliment us <laughs> on the podcast. And he asked if I would come and do a show with them to kind of talk about, um, you know, running a Disney travel agency and what, what that's like. And I was happy to do that. And the next thing I know, Mike was kind of recruiting me to be a full-time host on the show, along with uh, my other two co-hosts. And we run kind of a panel discussion on Fridays. And then we also answer listener quest- questions on Monday. And Mike continues to do the trip reports as well. So um, actually, we answer questions on Wednesday, and Mike does the trip reports on Monday. So you know, it was kind of accidentally that I fell into it.
0: That's that's superb though. I've, I've, I've be honest, I have checked out Be Our Guest podcasts and you guys are prolific. And I did wonder what was the split? How are the guys finding the time to do this? (laughs) It was superb though, to look and see that. I mean, it was, it was every three or four days and, and that explains it. So how did you decide on that kind of format? Was it sort of a natural fit or did you, did you set out with that in mind?
1: I think it evolved. I think that the trip reports, you know, were, that was where Mike started, but once he got all four of us, there are four co-hosts on the podcast, I think the panel discussion kind of became a good format for it because we each had kind of different ideas. We were in different stages of our life and had different experiences. So that was good. And then eventually listeners kept writing in questions to us so often that we realized we had enough material
0: for another show. So. I love that. I love that the second show almost writes itself. That's just from a podcasting perspective. That is heaven.
1: <laughs> it, it really is. And Mike um, doesn't often give us the questions in advance. So it is off the cuff <laughs> and a little wow. rough at times. But, you know, <laughs> it's like rapid fire, sort of. We try to hold our own.
0: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's That's so much fun, though. That must just get you guys really, you know, really, really enthused for the podcast because it's something new every single time that you do it. It's not it's not like it becomes a job, is it? Because a lot of things like this do sometimes mm. become a little burden on your time. And this, this just must be so much fun for you guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I love it. I think that's fantastic. So today we're going to talk about how the Be Our Guest podcast has helped your business and how you managed to fit it into your into your schedule and, and fit it into your mm. you know timings and manage to do everything that you want to do whilst running a business. Before we get to that, I just want to know a little bit more about the magic for less, if that's all right. Absolutely. So you've been trading since two thousand and two, is that right? hmm That's an impressive statistic, especially given the uh the professed economic downturn. People are obviously still visiting Disneyland and Disney World. So how has that been for you? Have you guys you guys navigated that successfully?
1: Yeah, we really have. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of things, even in um, more stressful, you know, financial times that people will cut out before they will take away a vacation that they may have planned with their kids or their extended family. So, um, we've never really, that never really impacted our business, I'm happy to say, that we just kind of stuck in there, we really specialized in that niche travel that we, that we knew this product, we had a passion for it, and we could help guests in a way that maybe a typical travel agent who specializes in everything can't.
0: That's really interesting about the niche side of things. So you managed to find that gap in the market mm-hmm. and specialize down into that gap. And that, as you say, that's seen you through what for a lot of people have been really tough times. So that's, it just goes to show the power of a niche, doesn't it? That's really interesting.
1: It really does. And I think if you, you know, have a passion for something and sell your expertise and and show guests, you know, the benefits that they will receive from working with you, I think that that's something that everyone can appreciate.
0: And just talking to you now, Pam, there's there's obviously a lot of enthusiasm for what you do. And I imagine if I came in to uh, inquire about a trip to somewhere like (laughs) Disneyland, I would imagine I would walk out of that building with at least one trip, if not 10.
1: (laughs) 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 Absolutely. Hey, we can send you anywhere, (laughs) especially with like products like Adventure by Disney that go around the world. You know, there's a Disney product for everyone with the cruise and world and land and Disneyland Paris. And, you know, there's just so much to explore.
0: So that's really quite curious for me, actually, because my in my naivety, I think of Disneyland, Disney World, and I think of Disneyland Paris because that's closer. But Mm-hmm. this is the beauty of you guys in such a niche is that I could come to you and you could advise that actually there are perhaps better products out there for me and the family as opposed to just Disneyland, Disney World, Disneyland Paris. So I find that really interesting and that must stand you guys in so much good stead.
1: Yeah, it does. You know, as when you talk about, you know, the known Disney products, Adventures by Disney is a relatively small product in that space but they do guided tours throughout the world and I think who better than Disney do you trust to take you to China or Russia or even Italy you know in a a guided tour kind of vacation and I I think that that's a concept that may be um, something that Europeans embrace a little more than Americans do but we're kind of changing that around and showing guests you know how that can be beneficial to them too.
0: I love that. And, you know, I'm going to make sure that I stay in touch because we were talking in the pre-interview chat about the fact that I am a huge, huge geek and (laughs) the acquisitions of Star Wars, Lucasfilm and uh, Marvel. Well, put it this way, I think my salary may be disappearing pretty quickly. (laughs)
1: There are rumors, my friend. Rumors, rumors about what will happen in Walt Disney World with Star Wars soon. So
0: Don't tease my co-host over at Two Shots (laughs) to the Head, Gary Aylett, is the world's biggest uh, Star Wars fan. And he will, when he hears this, I'm pretty sure that his family holidays for the next 15 years will be somewhere related to Disney and Star Wars. (laughs) I love it. That's fantastic. So a little bit more about the business And Where are you now in terms of size? How many have you got down there and and where where are you going in the future?
1: So we have close to 50 agents located around the country and um, we are an authorized Disney vacation planner, which is a designation by Disney that kind of, they give to some of their best travel agencies. And in the last year, they kind of took that group of their best travel agencies and put them in tiers, and I'm happy to say that we are one of only six agencies to be named a platinum earmarked agency in the country. So that's Disney's highest designation. We're proud to you know be able to sport that and just you know hope to continue living up to that expectation.
0: Wow! Congratulations! That's, Thank you. That's a huge accolade from a, a an industry and a corporation and a business that prides itself on standards. That's that's huge. I love that for sure. Fantastic. So let's talk a little bit more now about the podcasting then. The listeners that uh, that listen to Excellence Expected are all very business owners and entrepreneurs who tune into the show to talk about and listen to, I guess, things that affect other business owners. It really is a peer-to-peer network. And podcasting, as I said earlier, it does crop up quite a lot just as I talk to people and, and it's becoming more of a culture now. And we've spoken about how, obviously, you got into podcasting. But how do you actually manage to find the time to do that? Is it something that you've managed to work into your schedule okay?
1: Oh, you know, it all seems important, doesn't it? I think that that's everyone's challenge is prioritizing. And especially in a changing world where you have to deal with social media and different avenues of marketing and trying to reach your guests. But what I've really found is that while I don't get to book the day-to-day travel like I used to and running the company. And I miss that. What the podcast does for me is kind of maybe, you know, puts me back in touch with that magic because I don't get to work so personally with guests anymore. It reminds me of the things I love about Disney and the reasons that I do it and the things that a vacation can bring to anyone. Um, I think it's a need <laughs> to get away from your life sometimes and, And the podcast helps remind me of all those things and helps me really focus on what's important, what our guests are looking for, and what they need from a vacation planner.
0: I really, 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 really enjoy the fact that you take this as a passion and it's your outlet to sort of keep in touch with the things that you can't do anymore as a business owner. I think that's such a vital angle to look at if you are a business owner out there and you're thinking about creating a podcast or some other kind of content, whether it's a blog or whether it's some kind of a webinar or whatever that might be. And Pam, just just picking up on that, speaking from my experience, that's exactly why I do Excellence Expected, because you just don't get the time to do the groundwork that you used to do as a business owner. You have to be so much more, don't you?
1: Yeah, you do. I mean, you know, there's all those really nice sayings that you see on Facebook and everything else about chasing your passion and following your dreams. And, and you know, that's all well and good. But I think everyone who runs a business knows that it takes a lot more than passion to run a business. <laughs> it takes hard work and long hours and sometimes a neglect of your family or your social life. And you probably learn some hard lessons along the way. And I think at times you find yourself removed maybe from that passion that, that first drove you to start the business. But if you can find something that gets you back in touch with it, that's so important.
0: I think that's a vital takeaway for anyone listening to this as well, Pam, to be honest. I think the fact that you've you said there to tap into that inner passion that you perhaps, you forgot that you have sometimes because you are bogged down with the day-to-day running or you're bogged down with the management and the challenges that come with management. That That passion is still there. It's just a matter of tapping into it and creating the time to tap into it. And I think, as you say, podcasting can be such an outlet for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's superb advice. You know, we could end the podcast there, and I think that's perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. It's all downhill from here, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. I'll edit this bit. I'll edit this bit out. (laughs) Okay, so. Be Our Guest is a podcast, and the magic for less, of course, is the business. How do they work together? How do they complement each other?
1: I think that the podcast really helps us build brand awareness, first of all, because it may reach, you know, people who are looking for a Disney podcast are certainly going to go to Disney at some point in their lives. So they may find out about us through the podcast where they haven't known about us through other avenues. So it does that. But I think it also helps us communicate directly with our goals with the guest. It lets them learn a little bit more about our passion. It lets them hear about our expertise. Um, you know, we get to go into that person's home or car or, you know, just in their ear maybe when they're running or exercising. And and that's a really intimate um, thing. I feel that's a, You know, we're we're meeting people right where they are, and I really like that idea.
0: Do you know the intimacy is something that I've never actually thought about as a podcaster and even as a consumer of podcasts. You're right. You do. You listen to it. I mean, I listen to it when I'm walking the dog. I've got a giant white dog that demands (laughs) giant long walks. (laughs) That's my podcasting time, and you're right. It's it's personal time. You choose to spend that time effectively with someone else, don't you? Absolutely. That's really that's a really good point that as I say I've never thought about that. So the fact that someone chooses your podcast to listen to is testament to the content, the niche, the specialisms and the quality of the show itself because if someone only has 20, 25, 30 minutes a day to listen to podcasts, the fact that they choose your show wow that's a that's a serious accolade, isn't it?
1: It really is. It it, it is very personal and I I think that it you know that's something that we try to keep in mind that people have made this choice so we we need to keep them making the same choice over and over again.
0: Yeah, you've got to give them the reason to keep coming back. But as you say I think you know people that listen to to the BR guest podcast perhaps you know they are going to visit Disney at some point in their life and it's in their interest to listen to it. I would imagine I mean I'm a sort of um I'm a real serial consumer if I If I'm interested in something, so for example, if I was booking a holiday to some kind of Disney resort, I would be the guy that consumes all content on Disney. So this would be fantastic. Binge listening at its finest.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what... And I think that happens so often. I mean, just like, you know we starting a business may have a passion for something. People develop a passion for learning about what they're going to do next. And there are, especially in the Disney fan community, there are people who go again and again and again and again, because there's always something new to explore. So thankfully that gives us a lot of material
0: to talk about. And do you ever find it crossing over in terms of people that perhaps listen to the podcast, then come in and shop with you guys or vice versa? Does that actually, does that actually happen?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, in a more tangible way, we get a good number of direct referrals that mention that they found us because of the podcast. So I think that that's something that every business owner can think about. Is there a way to engage your target audience to the point where it's not just listening about maybe one product, it's coming to you to get
0: that product? And they must feel when they walk into the magic for less or they call you or even if it's just email they must feel like they already know you i yeah,
1: I think that that is one of the big effects that it's had on our business because I'm one of the owners, they hear me you know all the time, and they get to know you know the way I vacation perhaps with my family or my opinions on certain things or where I feel they should eat but not It's not just my opinion, I think. I think they learn that I have an expertise for it. But I think also they learn about me, the person. And it's really hard to think about what other, you know, mar- I don't want to say marketing because I never really think the podcast is that. But what other avenue of communication can you reach your target audience in such a personal way? I mean, I have gone to Disney with a group of people from the Be Our Guest podcast. And these people feel like friends. I know at first I feel like a friend to them because they hear me a couple times a week and they know my voice and they know my family. And But I have been in Walt Disney World with my family and someone will hear my voice and come up to me and say, you're Pam Forrester, aren't you? And of course, my family thinks that's his hysterical because to them, (laughs) I am not anyone that anyone knows, but it's just, it's one of those funny things that happens because of podcasts. You really do develop a friendship, I think, because of the community built as a result of the podcast.
0: That has blown my mind. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. I'm just envisaging you walking down the main street in Disneyland and people following you down like the Pied Piper. <laughs>
1: well, not quite that much, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's my mind running away with me.
1: <laughs> yes, it has given my husband and daughter a good laugh quite a few times. So. <laughs> that's
0: fantastic. You know, you know, if you look at that from a, a you know a cold hard business perspective, that's a marketer's dream, isn't it? You know that yes. that personal connection that people strive for. And, we're constantly emailed and we're constantly tweeted and we're, we're messaged on Facebook and we get all these direct mails coming through our letterboxes, all striving for that personal connection that you have with your target audience. That You can't buy that. That's fantastic.
1: No, you can't.
0: That is fantastic. I love that. I love that. And just thinking about the sort of uh, the, the way that that's affected you personally, has that, have you found it, it's made any difference to you as a person in terms of things perhaps like? public speaking or or any other avenue that podcasting has helped you develop in?
1: Yeah, I really do. I mean, I definitely definitely think public speaking is you know, something that has to improve just because we do it so often. And I, I think that's more attributed to the fact that you are no longer afraid to make a fool of yourself because you do it, you know, all the time on the podcast. I mean, you know, just in the goofiness, it comes through your your true personality. You you don't, I don't even think twice now about speaking in public because I just do it so often. Um, and I, I think too, that you know, it also gives us a great format to be able to do things maybe that we couldn't have done just before either as a travel agency or, um, you know, just personally, It you know, every year we try to raise some money for a fantastic charity in the Orlando, Florida area, which offers kids with life-threatening illnesses, you know, the chance to kind of experience the magic of a vacation. And that you know, has, I think, really affected me personally. It became a charity that I really enjoyed. And then, as I mentioned before, just the friendships that I have made because of it. I mean, real friends, not just my podcasters who are like my family at this point, but other people who listen to us and will come to Disney World when we're there to meet us or to have, you know, a meet with us when we're there together. I I just think it's a really rewarding thing.
0: I think that's the key word, rewarding, as well, because no matter how you go about podcasting you will always podcast about something that you're passionate about it's it's unavoidable isn't it you always talk about what you enjoy and to get something back either tangible like the the charity work that you guys so admirably do or something less tangible like just the satisfaction of putting out a podcast that actually other people around the world listen to wow why would anyone choose to listen to us that's you know that's <laughs> so rewarding it's fantastic and i think Certainly from my experience, even on Two Shots to the Head, which is a, you know, it's a, it's a geek culture podcast that it's just talking about things we enjoy. But even so, when you get feedback on Twitter or I had an old friend get in touch on Facebook saying, wow, I didn't realize you're such a geek. I can now not be afraid to tell people I am too.
1: <laughs> I, it does. You know what? We all have maybe something that we're so passionate about, it borders on being maybe strange, right? But all these other people who feel the same way make you feel a little less strange about that. So that's always a good thing too. <laughs>
0: exactly. We're finding our voice. I love that. That's that's fantastic. Mm. Pam, let's just put a pin in that for one moment because I've got something really, really cool for the listeners out there. So if like myself and Pam, you are an avid podcast fan and you love consuming content in this medium, Take a listen to this from my good friend, Mr. Ryan Jenkins.
1: Hey guys, Ryan Jenkins here, the Next Generation Catalyst podcast. Have you ever wondered what it's going to take to thrive in tomorrow's high-flux, high-tech, and multi-generational marketplace? Well, wonder no more, because we interview New York Times best-selling authors, successful entrepreneurs, and today's best thought leaders to equip you with the right leadership, communication, and marketing skills to thrive tomorrow. So head on over to NextGenerationCatalyst.com and click the podcast tab or simply search Next Generation Catalyst in iTunes to hear what all the noise is about. And now back to the show.
0: So Pam, we've spoken about the magic for less and be our guest. And as you know from the pre warm up chat, Excellence Expected is really about embedding knowledge within the listener base and just allowing us to give some key takeaways for people that are perhaps thinking about, in this instance, getting started in podcasting or integrating that into their business activities. So I know you've kindly taken the time to put together three actionable tips for the listeners, haven't you?
1: I have. So my first tip is going to be like I I kind of alluded to before: don't be afraid to make mistakes, to make a fool of yourself, and to hear you hear yourself during the podcast. I know that so many people um, don't like the sound of their voice or hear an accent or or anything. I mean, I'm from the greater Pittsburgh area, and we have an accent in this area that other people of the country can hear, but we can't hear. And I never thought I had it till we had the podcast. So, I mean, you're going to have some things you don't like about the podcast and you're going to have some things that maybe you don't like about yourself. I am one who constantly says, "Um, I have tried to not say it. It will never, ever, ever happen. But that's just who I am. So you have to embrace it.
0: So embrace yourself basically on that front. That's just accept that you'll be, you'll be picking holes in your own broadcast technique
1: yes. forever. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You'll think, "Oh my gosh, I laughed too much on that one or I whatever on this one." You know what? There's nothing you can do about it. You just move on and, you know, things that you can't live with you change, but the rest you just have
0: to leave. So, absolutely fantastic advice and coming from someone that speaks in a in a northern English accent, I can tell you that I had to get over my own accent <laughs> when I started recording. So that's one for me. I think I'll write that one down myself. So there you go. <laughs> Super. So tip number two, Pam, what do we have?
1: So if you're going to do a podcast, get a good microphone. It makes a difference. Um I wear a headset that was recommended by Mike, my podcast co-host. Um he he recommended it to me. I had had a different one before this that drove him crazy. Um, so, I mean, it just makes it, I think it makes it more conversational. You don't hear static, you don't hear background noise, and it's not like you're talking with someone through a tin can. It feels like when people put on you know, their headphones that you're right there with them, and I think it makes it, the podcast much easier to listen to.
0: That is, is possibly the single best tip that I think anyone can give anyone regarding podcasting because it right. makes such a difference. And you know what? It's not actually expensive, is it? No.
1: It's, they're not. They're really not. A def, you can get some for under $100. I, I think that, you know, it, it's a great investment.
0: Absolutely. I entirely agree. Super stuff. And the third and final tip.
1: So this is going to seem, you know, maybe like, duh, of course you're going to do this, but just always remember your audience and consider them when in what you're going to say, how you're going to present it, you have to consider the podcast an opportunity for an ongoing conversation with your target audience really is what's happening here. And that's a fantastic opportunity. What other thing that you do for your business allows you to speak directly to the person that you want to talk to? once a week or once every other week. There's really nothing else like it. And you can use that opportunity to communicate your message to the guests.
0: That is so, so valuable as well. When you consider that we live in such an age of social media and every brand in the entire world is striving to be heard directly, it's not like the old broadcast marketing used to be. It's very much about personal connections and I think you've summed it up beautifully there because podcasting it allows you to get directly into the ears of people so so intimately so that that's fantastic. Don't forget your audience so so valuable
1: yeah, absolutely it's been i think you know the number one reason why we are successful. There are so many podcasts out there, and some can be a little more negative or and not that we always have rose colored glasses on because believe me, we do not but I think that we have to remember at the end of the day, people are listening to us because they want to hear the good things about Disney or what will impact their trip. So we try to keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, I think the impacting on the trip's extremely important as well because it, it, no matter the topic of any given podcast, it's always about that impact, isn't it? If it's not an entertainment style podcast, if it is something that you know people are listening to for a reason, it is about the impact, isn't it? No matter what you're discussing, people want to know. How does this affect my decision?
1: It does. And, you know, Disney has this, this thing, this term they use called edutainment. And I guess we do a little of that, right, by sharing tips and information, but also certainly providing some entertainment. So we're educating and entertaining.
0: That's possibly one of the hardest words I've ever heard to pronounce.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I was able to get it out right.
0: I'm not even going to attempt to repeat that. (laughs) That's fantastic. So three really powerful tips there, especially for people that are looking to get into podcasting. I'm finding, I don't know about you, Pam, but certainly the more I speak to people, people are becoming more and more turned on to the idea and people are, a lot of the time, almost there and almost ready to start broadcasting. Is that something you guys find? Do you find people taking up podcasting more and more?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know that some of the people that listen to our podcast then start their own podcast, and I'm so excited to get to hear them and listen to them do it because I know they have the same passion that I do, and they always have a different perspective maybe than I would have thought of, and I I think that's what makes it so interesting. You know, of course, they say that's what makes the world go around, all of our different opinions, but I love being presented with something that is done in a way that I never thought of. And that's what makes, I think, podcasting so cool. You can hear those words right from the person's mouth.
0: That's one of the things that I found really interesting when I was considering Excellence Expected in the very, very early days. And it's something that, when you consider normal business practice, everything's really guarded. You know, you look over the fence at competitors and you can't really see what's going on. All you think is there's another competitor. But podcasting has been... Such an open community, it doesn't matter how many people are in a a specific, for example, in in the excellence expected arena in business, because as you say, everyone has their own tone of voice and everyone has an opinion. And it's, it's the most open business that I have ever experienced. It's superb.
1: But yeah, that's a great point. I mean, some of, you know, I know that the podcast community as a whole really does its best to try to support new podcasts and say, "Hey, you know, I just listened to this one from our friends over here and we love it. It's great." Um and and you're right. There really isn't that competition there because I don't I just don't think there needs to be. There's, you know, those podcasts you'll find the 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 podcasts that appeal to you are the ones that appeal to you and the ones that don't, don't. There's something for everyone there. You will find one that works for you.
0: Absolutely. I entirely agree with that. And that is a fantastic place to put a pin in that, actually. And I'd, I'd love to get you back on, actually, Pam, and just talk further about how you're going to be furthering the magic for less and and be our guest and actually perhaps get some of your co-hosts on if that uh, if that suits you guys. Would absolutely love to. That would be fantastic. Well, thank you so, so much. I have to confess, this has been one of the most enjoyable podcasts I've ever done. So much fun. I love it. Thank you so, so much. I'm happy. It was my pleasure. Tell people where they can find you online, Pam. Where can they go to find some of that enthusiasm?
1: So they can find our travel agency at www.themagicforless.com and they can find um, our podcast at www.beourguestpodcast.com.
0: Love that. Check it out, guys. You will not be disappointed. Pam, thank you so much once again. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. And thanks to you listeners out there once again and as ever for listening and joining me for Excellence Expected. If you are feeling kind or you are at a loose end and you have a couple of minutes free, please, please head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and give us a nice review. We would so much appreciate that. And by all means, for the show notes and everything that we've talked about in this episode, Head on over to excellence-expected.com, where don't forget, you can also sign up to receive a free copy of my ebook, which will teach you how to create more time every single day. Don't forget, guys, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. See you soon.